Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Partying on a Friday. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your favorite, favorite Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable joined, as always, Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And uh, Bo, you know, we put a bow on this week, so to speak, with a tasty little nugget from <laughs> NFL draft insider Tony Pauline as it relates to a position Let's call it a black hole for this franchise for the better part of at least a decade plus, that being the center position. Yeah, who knew? I mean, I talked to Tony Pauline about his Kyler Murray report way back when in Mobile back in February. Who knew that he was finding out who the center of the future was going to be for the organization? Uh, I can't wait to get into this discussion. As you mentioned, it has been a spot where, like the tight end position, been pretty futile as far as... yeah. You know, the success they've found in identifying who's going to play the position and who would be somebody they can kind of rely on year in and year out. So it, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I think it's a decent class as far as the center goes, but I think it's also paramount to couple Kyler Murray as you go, start to go into his, uh, extension here that he's got that guy that's snapping the football that you can rely upon and you're not kind of having a revolving door at that position but big shout out to everybody in the chat already on fire right now uh, people are crushing in the chat they've been doing it all week and this team now johnny two consecutive weeks where they've really given us nothing to discuss as far as no deandre hopkins trade no trading down from the third overall pick no big splash free agent signings even though we weren't expecting it as they kind of are resetting things and rebuilding things yeah um, but we make our own news here on PHNX Cardinals, and we've got the headlines for you. Tony Pauline, um, he's tapped in with this organization. He knows people behind the scenes. Once upon a time, he came on, came on a show I used to host and told me, point blank, Cardinals are going to draft Zayvon Collins, and that was two months ahead of time. Um, and so he's got a pretty good track record. I don't love his comments on Kyler Murray, but that seemed kind of like his opinion, whereas this was factual, Bo Brock. This felt factual via his website uh pro football network tony pauline says i was outright told at the end of the pro day for ohio state the cardinals are going to draft luke whipler whip it good luke whipler and it makes sense luke whipler who is by and large one of the top centers in this draft class he's not a first round prospect but he's a redshirt sophomore he's still a little bit of a baby at 21 years old and as our friends at cardinals 
um, uh, update on Twitter said, John Michael Smith is 24. Luke Whipler, he's 21. So he's got some football left to be played and to get better. The consensus on Luke Whipler, who if you watch him at Ohio State, fantastic player. Redshirt mm-hmm. sophomore, a team that got into the Final Four, was the center for C.J. Stroud. Cardinals have a similar situation with a quarterback that likes to move around a little bit. I like the fit. I also like it's not going to burn you significantly with your draft capital. Producer extraordinaire Leah has our draft picks for the Arizona Cardinals as it stands right now. We all feel like this is going to increase. But as of right now, this is a team that's got eight picks. But I look at potentially pick 66, Mm -hmm. maybe even a trade down scenario. Whipler consistently bull Brock on every draft site that I've you know frequented today and some research for the show is a solid mid, excuse me, late second, early third round pick. So you're looking at that sweet spot of about 63 to about 80, pull the trigger on hopefully the franchise center that this team has been looking for goodness since Lyle Senline was an undrafted free agent out of Texas. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching us live, it looks like Monty Austin Ford. He he certainly looks in that graphic like he wants more picks. He looks very underwhelmed yes. by the eight mm-hmm. picks that they currently have. And yeah, I would I would bet that they approach double digits, if not go over double digits into draft day with the amount of capital. But as far as Whipler goes, remember when everybody was freaking out in this after the semifinal game? Like, where was Jalen Carter in that game? Where was he? Where was Jalen Carter, this top defensive prospect, this defensive tackle out of Georgia? He was yeah. pretty much subdued. Well, guess who was in the interior of that offensive line for Ohio State slowing him down? Luke Whipler. You got to be mm-hmm. excited about that, right? So uh, I think he absolutely is a solid center prospect. And this is kind of more ballpark where you find centers. Very rarely do you see them getting first-round grades. I mean, I know John Michael Schmitz is the consensus top center. And it yeah. looks like the Arizona Cardinals, Monty Ossifort, want to get some work done before getting their center of the future. And that's still fine because – He's a, what what they've tabbed him as, and Joe Marino did a good breakdown of him on the Draft Network on their website, saying he's a, a developmental starting center, and that's exactly what you want. You've got somebody in like Helda Frodholt who could potentially hold things down for a couple games that they signed this offseason, has played the center position, or they could sign maybe a guy off the free agent market and a Ben Jones to to be a stopgap. But if yeah. they buy somebody to be their starting center of the future in this draft, it's perfect. Yeah, there are, I've counted five uh, interior offensive linemen to keep an eye on for the Arizona Cardinals. Skaronsky is a guard that's presumably going to go in the first. Uh, I don't know about cons- that. You don't think Skaronsky's a guard? I, I just, yeah, I just don't think anybody's, you know, really identifying him. I, I know the short arms thing. He's um, six, three and a half. I, I, I understand I, that, but like, they're still like, they, they still tab him as a tackle. Like, do we know that, if he that, can play guard? Like, I, I, oh, I, got, I understand, I understand where you're coming from. Like he, he probably fits better as a guard, but what do we know of him coming from Northwestern? Like what, what is his background there? So, but no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's somebody that, I, that they're looking at uh, on the offensive line, as far as prospects, he's certainly still in the conversation, despite his lack of size, as far as length of arms. You'd have to be, you'd have to convince me a hundred percent that he at least is going to be an, a pro bowl level right tackle to take him where the Cardinals presumably would have to take him between pick seven and 11 in a trade down scenario. So before my gracious co-host threw cold water on my segment, Peter Skaronsky, <laughs> interior, out tier, whatever you want to do, then there's a mix of about four guys, right? There's Osiris Torrance from Florida, who's I think going to be, you know, we talk about all those fringe interior linemen from the first round last year that ended up going way higher. 
Mm-hmm. So Torrance is going to go in the first round. Then, of course, John Michael Schmitz, who I think has a good chance to go in the 20s. Then Whipler's in this category with like a Steve Avilia from TCU. Really nice player. Go look at what he did against Michigan's defensive line in the Fiesta Bowl. So to me, it's like the Cardinals just need to get one of these guys, right? Like, I don't care if it's a guard or a center. I, th- I don't think they have to be particular. You have to be in a position, whether it's with 34 or the Hopkins pick or a trade down pick. You need to get a premium interior offensive lineman, guard, center, guard, to grow with. I, I think they have good tackle depth, at least for a year. Beecham, mm-hmm. Josh Jones, DJ Humphreys. I'm not going to talk about the guy from uh, Tennessee because everybody, that's a hot button topic right now. He's not, he's not in the, he's not in the picture. What is in the Don't picture you say is his a, name, Johnny. I'm Don't not going to. <laughs> uh, what is in the picture is a is a franchise that last year the interior offensive line was horrendous. Will Hernandez yeah. is back. He's mm-hmm. playing right guard or left guard. I can't remember. Right, right guard um, and should be fine, right? They don't have a center, and they don't really have a left guard. So for me, it's like you got to go. Ronnie Hudson once upon a time was a third-round pick. You can find quality starters. Steve Kahn couldn't do it, but that doesn't mean the Cardinals right. now under Monty Austin Ford Bow can't sit up on day two and say, there's a plug-and-play guard and or center, and I think their lack of aggressiveness to bring in a free agent starting center, at least right now, is let's see if we can find our center in April. And if we can, we're not going to go and waste money on a veteran. If they draft somebody and they get to OTAs and they're like, he's a little bit too green. Let's say they draft this kid from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like We really like his makeup, needs to put on a little bit more weight. Then you could pivot. I don't think anybody's signing Ben Jones right now. You can pivot and make that move. But I think they're giving themselves a window with a lot of these positions to say, Let's go out and secure a top talent. Unlike Kime and Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, let's not block them with Joe Blow journeyman. Let's give them every chance to play in August and September, Bo. Yeah, it's it's a great plan. I think if that if that's what they're angling to do, uh, I find it a little odd that you know Tony Pauline can definitively say somebody. Told he says he's on. He's basically on the team right. now. I mean, hooray! Let's, let's let's you know start getting jerseys made up for our guy, but. Uh, I think I saw Cardinals update asking about the Florida guard. That is Osiris Torrance. That's yeah. my guy, JB. He mentioned him. He's probably the top guard on the board. Uh, and, and then you got guy from, from USC, Andrew Voorhees, uh, Jason Voorhees brother. Yeah. He's just a stone cold killer on in the interior of the offensive line. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that he's somebody that you would love to see make his way onto this roster. And then, I mean, even though you have your tackle position for 2023, in a pretty good in pretty good shape with two vets, you got to draft probably later in the draft, bring on a tackle as well, right? To to kind of pave the sure. way for the future. Still don't know what you have from Josh Jones. He looked okay uh starting for for DJ Humphreys. But it, it I think what I'm excited about is that the the current front office is going to invest in it, right? I mean, as far as we, we what we've watched or seen from interviews at the combine to their top 30 interviews that they're having at their facility or meeting with top prospects is they're starting to look into the trenches where the previous regime wanted nothing to do with it. They, 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 for whatever they were talking to play, you know, playmakers, they were talking to undersized wide receivers. It just wasn't utilized correctly. And this regime, even if they're not even, if they're smoke screening or not, they're, they're making it known that they're in the business of building the trenches. You're telling me Luke Whippler is not going to also play slot corner 
Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting development. Uh, tweener is a word that we can uh, legitimately light on fire here. We're, with the Arizona we're hot Cardinals. ones right now, Agent 47. I'm, I'm Paul Rudd, and, and Johnny's the host from Hot Ones. Look at us. We're talking O-line. We're talking trenches <laughs> in NFL draft for the Arizona Cardinals. Look at us. It's beautiful. That's, that's right. What else is beautiful? Four ninety nine super chat from our guy, B-Money. Money, boys. What's up, B-Money? Thank <laughs> you for the super chat. What free agents do you want to see the Cardinals sign before another team takes them off the market. Well, I mean, we're, I don't want to say we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. We're beating men, be money. We're just beating we're, down into, yeah, hey, give me a Rocky sin or something. Isn't that just depressing? It's like, give me a Rocky sin at the cornerback position. <laughs> just give me any, I mean, I mean we're going to get into it. Like they're all signs pointing to this, this organization. We talk about the trenches, but they're going to invest heavily in this defense through the draft because when we line? show you, what this team is being graded at on the defensive side of the football, you're going to spit out your four peaks beer. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. We'll get to it later, but like, don't worry about it. Anybody stand out to you as far as the free agent market right now, Johnny, that they uh, available that they haven't scooped up. You know, I like to put my goods out at gophnx.com, Like I did the <laughs> NFL combine when I said this team's going to sign Kazir white. And then that's what happened. Um, I don't have uh, Joshua Dobbs was who I thought they were going to, signed as a quarterback. So I'll be transparent with everybody. They they like Joshua Dobbs. He played for Tennessee last year where Austin Fort was from. He also knows Drew Petsy and he spent some time with Cleveland. I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger on Joshua Dobbs to be their starting quarterback. Um, this, this situation with David Blau and Colt McCoy, let me honest with you, and I like everything they're doing, it's a little bit concerning. I don't want to see Colt McCoy or David Blau next September. So my want is go get another quarterback uh, before you draft one in the middle to late rounds in the NFL draft. Uh, I don't know the status Colt McCoy. I saw Rondell Moore posting videos with he and David Blau. Um, that, that does, that makes me kind of sick to my stomach, <laughs> frankly. I don't want to, I don't want to see that with all due respect to those two players. Get away, get away. I thought David Blau did a nice job at the end of the year, but he yeah. almost, he almost fucked up our vibes trying to get the third overall pick. <laughs> Uh, so David, you don't want him to come back? Like I've had an, I've had enough of you, Davey. He boy. nearly played too well, but that that was he he didn't follow the rules of Johnny Venerable at the time. Because he did, was, he did follow the rules. You know who followed the then. rules? Michael Bidwell followed the rules. He's like, you know what, DeAndre Hopkins is a get you on the inactive list. It, Let's check that box. It makes me feel foolish because I was like, there's no way. I mean, we've seen the last of Blau, the magic man. It was his, you know, it was come in and then a disappearing act <laughs> we, afterwards. We cut it. We cut an Instagram reel that we, <laughs> but we put up and then it was, we thought it was too mean. So we took it down. Right. Cause we said he'll get a ham sandwich. Even our boss was like, ice. Ooh, in our, you, you know, our GM, <laughs> the, the GM saw Bookman. He, he loves some, he may be poor tasted humor just like yes. anybody else. And he was like, Ooh boy, you might want to take that one down. Um, we were making fun of him because we thought he'd be a camp arm for Cliff Kingsbury coordinating the Patriots <laughs> offense next August. Live comes at you fast when yeah. he's one of the marquee signings for this franchise in March. So uh, all that to say, be money. Um, I think I'll double down with ball. I mean, you just got to connect the dots of like, look who they're signing. They're signing people who either Petsy knows or Dave Sears knows or Austin Ford or Gannon knows. So it's not so much like what we want. We'll come on here and do wish lists all the time, but we try to be based little bit on fact and it's like the fact is they're gonna they're gonna bring in guys that aren't household names that aren't gonna be worth a lot of money but are high character guys that they want to kind of develop their culture here and i'm good with that because i don't want to see and i'll say this every day until the draft i don't want to see players 
that were signed to, I, I don't know, like blow to contract in March that other teams said, get away from us, take snaps away from high draft picks anymore. I want to see this team become a true draft and develop franchise, Bo. Is Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater, that's not happening, right? Is, is Teddy B, is, I don't, could, he, could he make his way to the, de- the desert? It seems like it's I've asked out there, unless you're looking at guys with very, very little starting experience. I've asked, and I haven't gotten the definitive yes or no, but I I am of the mindset, like, can't Colt McCoy do what Teddy does? Isn't that basically the same thing that you're getting? Plus, like, they don't want to pay a backup quarterback a bunch of money because they're paying Colt good money. We'll see if they Colt gets cut. made $4.5 million last year, didn't he? Isn't that what Bridgewater made in, for a couple starts with the Dolphins? I, I yeah, yeah I just, but here, but here's but I I was told they were kind of negotiating funds with Joshua Dobbs, and he I gets know. like a he gets like a million dollars. So I don't I don't <laughs> think they want to pay that position. Now a lot of people are like, well, that means Kyler Murray's coming back soon. We stood face to face with Jonathan Gannon, and he was like, I will not put him out there yeah. until he's a hundred percent. And Kyler's going to be lobbying to play, and that's awesome. That's what you want to see. Like they are going to use the ultimate kid gloves with his recovery next year. We're, we're going to get a Kyler Murray update come Tuesday when we talk to Jonathan Gannon at the league me- meetings. That's coming shortly. Uh, but I still don't believe like the the lack of movement at the quarterback position for the Arizona Cardinals is any indication that he's ahead of schedule and, and, and could come back to, to week one. Everything we've heard from rap sheet to from the horse's mouth, Jonathan Gannon, old Gannon ball. That this uh, that Kyler Murray, the likelihood of him being ready week one are pretty much slim to none. Like they are going to make sure he is a hundred percent and ready to go physically and mentally, and that just doesn't line up having a January third surgery with when the season kicks off in mid September. Um, speaking of kicking off, they're starting uh, old off season workouts uh, sooner rather than later. Now we talked to JG at the combine. He told us they're not going to take advantage of that early, early window in April. And I, I would imagine because they're still going to be building the team. Uh, I don't even know. They got to fill out the rest of this roster. So we got official word from the team today that the on-field start of the Gannon era in terms of, you know, workouts. He told us exactly and, this date. Did yeah, you know we've, yeah. Yes, we plugged it on this show, but <laughs> we'll double down on it. Yeah, he told us that April 11th. And yeah. that's what's the happening. Tuesday after Easter. That's uh, That's what JG told us. He wanted and, to give guys more time with their family. Yeah. So the, the window opened eight th- April 3rd. So they could have gone the week before, but he's mm-hmm. going to get, you know, the guys are, the coaching staff at least has been working around the clock. I mean, these guys have all come from different cities throughout the nation, working for different organizations or different, you know, programs. A, a lot of guys coming from the college level to this coaching staff. Every single one of them basically interviewed for Jonathan Gannon's staff got hired and then left their family and been working around the clock in that, in that facility. So it, it, it is a nice little nod, like right before they really hit the ground running, because as you worded it on our social media, uh, PHNX underscore Cardinals, Johnny, Johnny, it was like, so first on the field, look at the Jonathan Gannon Cardinals comes April 11th. It's so funny too. Like it's going to be Blau out there throwing passes and I'm going to be like, come on, man, what are we, it'll be like that. The start of the cliff Kingsbury era and it's he and Rosen out there. Remember those clips? Everything else is just noise. And they shipped his ass out of what town. Like dropped, three what weeks if he later. drops Blau's our, he's our quarterback. What if he drops that I, little, like cliff did for, for Jr. 
I need that. I need those clips in my life. Kingsbury <laughs> and Rosen. That, that feels like decades ago. Uh, you love to see that. Here's what else you love to see. It's like that many Our, years off my life, I think. Like decades yeah. of my life. That's what it. That's what it. I took. was so fired up, man. I was like, he is gonna do one. It's gonna be like collegiate Josh Rosen all over again. Turns out we never saw it come to fruition. Rosen um, and Air Raid never got to see it. No, no, no. Um, uh, something. Uh, let's drop the draft picks, maybe. Let's talk about the draft and uh, the odds right now. This is from FanDuel Sportsbook. The odds for the third overall pick in the 2023 draft, our guy Jamie Eisner from the Draft Network, him a follow, put this out there. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, a good way to lose your money is putting Will Anderson minus 110. <laughs> uh, that's not happening. Um, so if you want to make some money on whatever sportsbook you dabble on, um, I would say put it all on either Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. I, I would lean toward Anthony Richardson. Cardinals are not sticking and picking it at pick three. We told you this yesterday. Uh, Three-plus teams trying to get that pick from the Cardinals right now. Cardinals are being particular. They want the best possible package, obviously, Bo Brock. Now, if this said odds to be the Cardinals pick and you took off the quarterbacks, then we have a conversation. But the third overall pick, I love Will Anderson. I wish he was going to be a Cardinal. I don't think that's, that, that's likely at all. Why do you think that these odds are like, obviously, to get people to bet the most mm -hmm. money possible, right? They, they just see... Hey, as it stands right now, you've yeah. got Carolina traded up to one. You've got the Texans taking a quarterback that the Carolina Panthers don't take. It seems like it's going to go Stroud, Bryce Young. And then people are just, just saying, okay, Cardinals, if they stick and pick, it's Will Anderson. It seems like it's easy money in, in making that selection because it seems like Anthony Richardson's the right play there, isn't it? I'm, I'm not going to say I'm smarter and we're smarter than sports books, but I do think that there's like, a, <laughs> there's not look at where yeah, I almost say, yeah, I, um, the receipts I, there do not back us up. Right. I think they want people to put money on Will Anderson and they want people to say, this is an easy bet minus I can get, you know, I'll put 500 bucks down. I true agent. 40, I, is it, I haven't seen that. And the odds to trade down is minus 1000 or is he then you better, with that? You better, Figure out your old 401k and start to dabble. <laughs> I'm not, Listen, that's not good value there. I mean, what there's, there's no point in betting on that. Oh, I read it as plus 1000. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, if I it don't, was plus, we, we I didn't see that in the, the I, I'm surprised they didn't put that in the tweet, but I, I guess they just, they're looking, they don't care who the team is and that the team wasn't the Cardinals in that, but right. Card, Cardinals are going to trade down. They're not going to make the pick at three. And Will Anderson is going to probably get picked before they pick again. Um, and no one's trading up to three for Will Anderson. Why would somebody trade up to three for a linebacker? I love Will Anderson. If he was good enough to trade up for, the Cardinals would just fucking draft him at three. It's crazy, but I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Do you, is Will Levis pro day uh, presumably went well? I you know yeah. I haven't heard that it, it was it was poor. But like, did you guys see C.J. Stroud the other day locked up yeah. the number one pick? Uh, Bryce Young. A lot of people think you know transcendent player. Anthony Richardson is is. Uh, you talk about what Anthony Richardson is made for. He's made for draft season on the field <laughs> tape, leave something yeah. to be desired. You put him in shorts and you get him around, you know, scouts and, and coaches. He is a monster. So right. uh, the Cardinals have set themselves. They know you Teams think the can't help themselves. Teams like the Raiders couldn't help themselves. No. Like Anthony Richardson. You think the Cardinals who are sticking back, not signing anybody of note outside of Kazir, our guy and Zach Pascal, are going to sit back and take a player at three. No, they got to fill out this roster. They want double digit picks as Bo put at the top of the show. Uh, look at their, if their actions were, we're going to take a player at three and not trade down. 
they'd be filling out this roster. They'd be spending all this cash. They're not doing that. They're 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 trading down. They want somebody's one this year. They're two. They're three. They're firstborn. They're they're one next year. They're two next year. <laughs> they want to have about ten top one to three draft picks in the next two and a half years. They they want to load up and they want to flip this roster so nobody recognizes that it's got the worst defensive line in the NFL. How dare you? How dare you point that out? How? Mike, they do have plenty of picks, <laughs> but now they're not premium. Yeah, picks. they're not they're premium. Not, what do they have? Picks. Two top 50 picks? Like the Niners have great draft value because they've smartly, you know, developed people. They've earned those mm-hmm. picks. The Cardinals, the only thing they've earned is a top pick in every round. The, the, typically, Bo, what do they say? Your team is built on day two of the draft. Yeah. And we talked about it in our show meeting today, our beat meeting. Like the Cardinals need to come out of this draft with about two twos and three threes. There's five players that are cheap that should all be starting next year. There's five new starters, not even counting whomever they take in the first round. It's 11 on 11. You're chipping away at all the gaps on this team. Five new players making no money that have high upside. Are they all going to hit? Probably not. But it increases your chances. David Johnson, John Brown, Tyron Matthew. You find these guys. Buda Baker on day two. And then hopefully you get a pro bowler on, you know, 7, 11, whatever you take in the first round. It's what I'll say, they don't have enough quality picks. They they certainly have a, they have a ton of, they have eight picks, and they're probably going to, like I said, they're going to hit prob- double digits. With the trade down, you'll easily get there. You trade DeAndre Hopkins, you get one, maybe two picks. Yeah. So if you can turn those into more quality picks, you know, within the top 50, top 100, that's where you can find some dogs that you can develop early that's what expedites a rebuild that's what when you saw like seattle when they were everybody thought they were punting on the 2022 season by trading away russell wilson they were able to put a backup quarterback who, who nobody felt was capable that's a different story but they drafted i mean they nailed the draft and and they nailed you know one through four as far as the rounds as far as guys that were going to come in and immediately get playing time and they were able to kind of put their feet to the flames and develop early because they didn't really have anybody else that they, they were going to give playing time. So it's like you saw the guys, you know, the, the big tackle from Texas A&M cross get some, uh, some valuable time there. You, you, you saw uh, the, uh, the, the corner from, from UTEP come in there and immediately make an impact. So it's, it's, it's going to be the same opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals and the, and the, the draftees that they have. They just have to nail it. Like Monty Osfort has to be on his game from his very first draft to, to really kind of kickstart things. No F's given. Rumor has it the Raiders have been trying to work a deal with the Cardinals for the third overall pick. Well, I can tell you the Raiders called and tried to get the first overall pick. Uh, and they would wisely not hitch their wagon to Jimmy G long term. Like that that has to be like, oh, yeah, we got somebody to start the season for us and we're going to you know, see what happens. But you can't roll with Jimmy G and only Jimmy G. Uh, at, you know, as the keys to your franchise, and and you don't have Trent Williams protecting him anymore. You you got to go up against the gauntlet in the AFC West. So, um, I don't know that for sure if they're the one that the team's calling no F's given, but like you just by basic you know process of elimination, yeah, they're they're definitely in the mix to trade up. Um, and Bo hit the nail on the head. Lions have expedited the rebuild in about eighteen months because mm-hmm. they got a haul for Matthew Stafford. Right. Who else did that? Miami Dolphins. Remember, they gutted their team and they flipped yeah. it on a dime. And now they're one of the favorites to come out of the AFC because they have the one of the best rosters in the NFL. These this can be done quickly. 
And again, you need to you need to be in a position to put yourself in a position to be successful with these picks. You you cannot as much as I feel like we've got a renewed sense of hope because maybe Austin Ford can find some contributors on day three. You need some proven commodities. You need guys that are going to come in, play high caliber SEC, Big 12, Pac-12 football, Big 10 football, or starters that are immediately, hey, I played this position in college. I'm going to come here and play that position. And I'm going to be a star. Not everybody has to be a pro bowler. But how many guys do the Cardinals have that went to college, came to the Cardinals, same position, 10-year starter, seven-year starter, five-year starter? It doesn't happen. There are so many flash-in-the-pan guys that either don't make it through their rookie contract or are not re-signed. I mean, like, you look at, they have stars on their team. Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Buda Baker. But then who's that next tier of guys that they've that they've drafted, not that mm-hmm. they've signed? Jalen Thompson is in that group. He got an yeah. extension. That's, that's about it. That's young. That's in their mid-20s. They don't have enough good players like that, Bo. Yeah, and that's what this, this offseason's about. Potentially hitting on those guys, but also setting yourself up draft capital wise, cap dollar wise for 2024. So in identifying who could be those guys early on through this draft. So you've you've got to put yourself in a better position to do that with maybe some higher picks. So where they stand right now, as we showed, you know, the, the draft picks that they had, it's like you've got three, you've got 34, you got your third round pick. If you can add somewhere in between there. And, you know, I, I think that Monty Austinfort, his batting average and, and his swings that he's going to get it, it up in his batting average are going to be great. So that's what this, you know, time between now and April 27th in that three-day period for the NFL draft, that's what's going to be so key for Monty Austinfort is to accumulate that draft capital with the few assets that he has, the two main assets he has, DeAndre Hopkins and that third overall pick trading down. I'll tell you who's got some assets, our friends at Circle K. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K, Bo, for the best coffee, the best beer, the best snack selection, premium gas. Listen, if you're watching this, God bless. Thank you so much. If you're watching college basketball this weekend, pop over to Circle K, load up Red Bull, Monster Energy Drinks, Polar Pops, Ice Coffee, 12 packs of Four Peaks beer. Whatever you want to do, do it at Circle K premium gas at not a premium price right now again check them out what you got to do to find your nearest circle k go to circle k.com slash store locator to find the nearest circle k nearest to you we've got the tea party tonight that we're going to talk about i got to get gas on my way out of the copa you know i'm going to circle k i'm i got my membership card i'm ready to rock and roll i acquire points i'm taking money off my gas every time i go and i'm loading up on Circle K, snacks and goodies, always clean, always convenient, the premium convenience store of the Valley. We like to think we're synonymous with Valley Sports here at PHNX. Convenience is synonymous with our friends at Circle K. Check them out again, circlek.com slash store locator to find most close to Circle K to you. That was a truly professional read there by my guy, yeah. Johnny Venerable, about doing Circle on K. And you know what? When you're in there, Maybe not for the tea party. There's going to be plenty of Four Peaks beer there, but grab yourself some Four Peaks for later at Circle K, Johnny. Uh, Head over to Four Peaks. Hang out this weekend or tonight. If you don't go to the tea party, go watch the remainder of the Sweet 16. My God, the games were unbelievable last night. Probably going to be great tonight and tomorrow. You got the Elite Eight tipping off. Why not go to Four Peaks and enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the food, and, of course, 
enjoy that sweet, sweet nectar of the gods, that brewed on location beer that they have on their each street location. It's unreal. Kilt Lifter, you got the number one wheat beer in the state of Arizona, the Wow Wheat. Doesn't get any better than that. Plus, all their IPAs and their bourbon air, their bourbon barrel aged beers that they have are so smooth. They're so good. Yeah. You got to try them out for yourself. And they still have, there's still time for the spring brewery tours that they have going on throughout the remainder of March, uh, up until, you know, obviously the teams break uh north east west for the mlb season to start only a few more days remain but you can get yourself for baseball adding you got 25 dollars tickets for their spring brewery tour it includes a brewery tour beer samples mainstay pint brat and chips and a clear bag with more four peaks swag tough to beat that for 25 bucks check out all their upcoming events fourpeaks.com slash events if you're enjoying the beer you got to be 21 years or older but if you are going to have it at all enjoy it responsibly it wouldn't be a PHNX Cardinal show if we didn't talk about some bullshit with DeAndre Hopkins. Not <laughs> D-Hop himself, but another, I don't want to call it a bogus report, but something that I'm not fully wrapping my arms around. Bo Brock, Jeff Howe of The Athletic, mm-hmm. does some good stuff. He's got 150,000 Twitter followers. Um, he's being told that the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, our Cardinals, have made calls out to other teams mm-hmm. regarding trading away D-Hop, but NFL teams view it as a salary dump by which Arizona could reduce their trade offers for him. The Patriots don't plan to pursue him. I'm going to say any more if that's true. They had pursued him. But he's basically, Jeff Howe of The Athletic is saying that no one wants to take D-Hop because the Cardinals are looking to unload his salary, which is the biggest crock of shit. The Cardinals (laughs) want draft capital for DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals have the fourth most salary cap in the NFL. Why, Why, if this was a salary cap move to unload his money, why, and just take whatever, how would that be good business? Wouldn't you rather say, I'm going to take on some of his money and keep it as dead money so I can get a better pick? I mean, I've never heard of it. And we talked about this all week. I've never heard of it phrased like an advantage for the Cardinals. Well, who, who's phrasing it for? Who's doing the phrasing for him? If you know any, if you, if you dive into who Jeff Howe is, he's, what team did he cover for most of his career before coming a national NFL reporter? I'm not sure. Who is it? The New England Patriots. Oh, just like our and guy. The New Albert England Brewer. Patriots, what do they want from DeAndre Hopkins? They want that price to come down. So right. if they feed Jeff Howe, if one of his sources, and I'm sure it was from one of his sources from that organization, is saying, hey, this is just a salary dump and we're not going to give them anything of, of value, that's because they they want to take that, that value down and they want to take the Arizona Cardinals leverage completely out of this game uh, so yeah, I mean, and, and we're, we've seen that with Albert Breer, where his sources with the new England Patriots, new England mm-hmm. Patriots, like it's no secret. They're interested in D hop right now, they want him. but they don't want to spend what it's going to take to do it. So is, if that takes them out of the ball game, fine. At the end of the day, they're going to be the team that's left in the dust as far as trying to acquire Deandre Hopkins. Cause Aaron Wilson, another NFL insider, he covers the Texans too, but he does cover, you know, the, the NFL nationally. He went on uh, like Buffalo local sports radio and was basically saying, yeah, the Bills are big-time players for DeAndre Hopkins. The Chiefs, they're big-time players for DeAndre Hopkins. If the Pats want to get into trying to play this out publicly and drive the price down, they're going to lose out to two teams that are already better than them that are going to get even better. The rich are going to get richer here. Can you imagine the headlines if the Buffalo Bills get D-Hop and, and Bill and everybody in New England leaking out these reports that, well, D-Hop wants too much money. We couldn't trade for him. 
my God, it's going to be a bloodbath. I'm all here for it, by the way. I right. Listen, I have a vendetta now against New England writers because this whole thing is out of control. <laughs> You've got D-Hop coming and saying, I will restructure my contract to play for a winner next year. The Cardinals are in a position to deal him for a premium pick. And you got people out there saying, well, the money's a problem. I, I just, I don't buy that. The Cardinals already have dead money. What's a little bit more dead money? It's not prohibiting you from signing somebody that you want this year. And certainly next year, it'll fall off next year. I, I just, it's not adding up. The Cardinals are out there signing the Javon Hargraves of the world to these bloated contracts where they're front-loading cash and they need disposable income and equity right now. It doesn't make any sense. The Cardinals are paying Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime to go away. And you know what they're getting for that? Jack shit. They're, they're, <laughs> here's what they're getting. Hopefully fan, buy, fan buy-in because yeah. they hire smart football people. You actually get a draft pick or draft picks if you ship DeAndre Hopkins out and you take on some of his money. The money that they have to pay Diop pales in comparison to what they're paying Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury over the course of the next five years. Right. I, I just don't buy any of this. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. Do I think that they're probably a little bit disappointed that teams didn't offer them a flurry of top 40 picks for D-Hop? Of course, right? And you always start high. But the fact that the Cardinals are like, take D-Hop's salary and we'll just exchange seventh round picks, that's a crock of shit. I'm not yeah. buying that for a second. No, it, it it would be it would be the biggest misstep. It, of course, it might be the first misstep of the Monty Austin Ford era to to kind of misplay that hand. One yeah. of his best assets that he came into control of after Steve Kime resigned and, and Austin Ford got the GM job is is to just pretty much take complete pennies on the dollar by yeah. as low as possible just to get his salary off the books. And it's like some of this money's already been paid and some of it was already guaranteed. And then some of it was just going to be towards the cap. And it's like, does that act, that doesn't even save Michael Bidwell much money anyway. And it's like our guy, Howard Balzer made a good point. You know, I was either today or yesterday just saying that any money that the Arizona Cardinals try to absorb or take on in any DeAndre Hopkins deal it would go towards them as far as the cap goes. So it's yeah. like, could you restructure them? Could could his future team restructure them and, and save some money? I think that that's a possibility. But you know, could they create some uh, in restructuring and, and giving him a new deal with uh, void year, dummy years? That that's also a possibility. I mean, anything's possible with the cap. Uh, for people to kind of evaluate the way that they have the last couple of days, it's kind of. Head scratching, isn't it? Like to see, like there's a lot the, of guessing, right? Can we that, be real that, about that he hasn't been moved now. Like, sure, that's puzzling, but to just say, well, they're just gonna have to ship him out for whatever they can get at this point is ludicrous. Like DeAndre Hopkins, when playing with a good quarterback last year, he had he had with five games under Kyler Murray or six games with Kyler Murray, he had what 500 yards receiving and nearly 50 catches. I mean, those are. Those are top wide receiver numbers. Otherwise, he was catching passes, trying to catch passes from Trace McSorley. You look at his the box score from that game where he had one catch on ten targets. That's not DeAndre Hopkins' fault. That's Trace McSorley. He couldn't throw. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat throwing the well, football that night. And Monty Austin Ford is re-signing which players for the Arizona Cardinals? The ones that produced last year. Greg Dorch, yeah. Antonio Hamilton looked good. David Blau had some nice tape at the end of the year. So, like. Monty Austin Ford has watched all the DeAndre Hopkins tape last year, and he's putting in front of these GMs and saying, I, I'm not buying this bullshit that you, you think that you can come in here and take advantage of our situation. We know Hobbs a premium player. We know with Kansas City or Josh Allen, he's a 1,400-yard receiver next year. 
He's going to have double-digit touchdowns. It's going to be an unbelievable get for any team. So we're not going to just allow somebody to – this narrative that they have to deal him right now because, what, you're before the draft and then all these spots are going to get filled up? Go look at the receiver class for this draft. It is a stark contrast. Last year we had five wideouts going in the top 20. There was none left for the Cardinals. They had to right. trade for Hollywood Brown. That's not the case this year. And there's no Devontae Adams. There's no Ty, um, Travis Kel, or excuse me, the Tyreek Hill available. Uh, a couple, DJ Chark got signed by Carolina this morning. Nelson Aguilar went to Baltimore. I mean, like if you're Kansas City and if you're New England in particular, like, are you running like the wing T offense? Is New England running the wing T offense with multiple fullbacks? <laughs> Somebody in the chat said New England's got Mac Jones on a, a rookie deal. That's true for three more years. You're right. not paying him anything. We're going to work on the forward pass this year. We're folks. not interested in Hopkins. You know, we, we got, we don't have enough running, back. we got to right. go get Nikhil Harry. Can you back. imagine if, if DeAndre Hopkins goes f- for a fourth or fifth round pick, if, if that's what teams are angling for and the Baltimore Ravens still went out there and sign Nelson Aguilar to their wide receiver core. I mean, you need to lock up their general manager. I know he's done some good things and lock him up, throw away the key. I mean, well, they butchered this, this Lamar situation is going to linger over their season. Hopkins isn't going to Baltimore. Baltimore has to figure out their situation with Lamar. That's not going to get resolved. I would assume too many for sure with Hopkins and he's not going to Atlanta, right? The major players for Hopkins right now, are Kansas City, Buffalo, and New England. I'm sorry, Jeff Howe. I'm sorry, Albert Breer. New England is still in it until Hopkins gets gets sent elsewhere because there's no New one has 11 picks. I think they have like three fourth rounders. Would you take every single one of those fourth? Would you take three fours for DeAndre Hopkins, or is that too low? No, that's too low. Okay. All right. The 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 conversation Vegas starts has, with it. Vegas has 12 picks. Does that make sense, though? Why, why they wouldn't got, it? Well, they got rid of Waller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they, I think it's the same. Their situation's kind of meh. I mean, but they're they're buying into Jimmy G. I hear I, Mark Davis doesn't – he's he got Bidwell vibes where he doesn't have a lot of – he's like the poorest owner in the NFL. Now, he's starting to get that Vegas money in there, but he's somebody like – he doesn't have a bunch of money in a, in the equity, like or he doesn't have a bunch of disposable income to to front load contracts. And then they say like they had to cash out a bunch of bonds or something with the Gruden deal. Like we'll he figured out. He's, he's kind of so a cash money on haircuts the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> he's golden. He can make that work. I'm not trading DeAndre Hopkins without a top 100 pick. Okay, I'm just not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I would tell everybody to get the fuck out. I, I like I'm it. sorry. That's me. Hopefully that's Monty Yeah, be Monty's gatekeeper. It's like, hey, you got anything in the top if 100? If he hasn't okay. traded him yet, you know hey, that's quick, Go process. fuck yourself and then hang that's up. Right. There you go. Monty's a very sweet man. Yeah, Monty's probably him, like, I hey, hope- somebody on the phone call about D-Hop. It's like, it's not even your, it's not even worth your time. I hope he's an ass kicker behind closed doors. <laughs> we know JG's an ass kicker. And I, I mean, awesome Ford's come from New England, you know. Yeah. He's got a relationship with those people. Uh, we have a relationship with our friends <clears throat> at Octane Raceway, and I want to tell you about them. So right now, perfect opportunity, spring training for Octane Raceway, and right now they have daily specials on anything that you want to do. Octane Raceway, there's nothing like it in the Valley. It's the ultimate place 
for fun for both kids and adults. As the weather starts to heat up, that's where I want to be. Go-kart, racing, bowling, arcades. I take my eight-year-old there. We have a blast. $15 unlimited fun pass on Mondays. Listen, it's tough on spring break with these kids. It's going to be even tougher with summer <laughs> vacation around the corner. I'm basically going to be living. When I'm not living in Maricopa, I'm living in Octane Raceway in Maverick. Tuesdays, you get 50% off taco trios. Hell yes, a little sour cream action. Wednesday, winning Wednesday, half price arcade games all day long. And then for the grownups on Thursday, maybe a little Four Peaks action, big bucket Thursday of beer, just $20. Again, if you've not seen our footage on our YouTube page, when we went to Octane Raceway and we all got smoked by Frank Sanders in the go-kart action, check that out. The great Frank Sanders books some fun this spring at Octane Raceway in Maverick. Again, go-karts, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing. We know our guy Howard Balzer loves some axe throwing, <laughs> bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. They got it all. And get this, if you've been to a spring training game here in the Valley, keep your ticket stub. You go into Octane Raceway, you get a free $10 game card, supporting spring training, supporting Octane Raceway. Check them out, octaneraceway.com and maverick.com to learn more, Bo. It's a bullseye every time Howard eyes up that uh, that axe. Just, mm. just slinging them. Mm. Just a madman out there. Uh, right. If you aren't, When you're not at Octane, you're plopping yourself down on a very comfortable piece of furniture in the venerable household yeah. uh, for more furniture. You know, you know very well. We got... Producer Leah pinch it today for producer Emma. She's got a brand new abode, nice house that she's putting in all new, more furniture in. I've got, Weird. I haven't, I haven't been invited over yet. Cool, Leah. Rock household. We are a more furniture family. I can't wait to just be on my more furniture couch all weekend long watching the Elite Eight. Can't wait for it. You need to get yourself some more furniture as well because. You can have it custom made. They've already got, you know, in their showroom, some great stuff that you would like to have in your condo, your apartment, your house, something that's going to make it look great. Get that perfect feng shui that you need. And uh, you got to check them out. Morefurniture.com. Morefurniture.com. You can talk and chat to anybody right there, or you can go to their brick and mortar store, 44th Street in McDowell. They got the whole showroom there. Can't go wrong with more furniture. They got the white glove delivery. I utilize it. I think Leah talked about how she used it. I don't know if they deliver out to Maricopa, Johnny. They might have, or did you have to meet them like halfway? Did they? Come I, had to, I, have a, I had to travel by horse and pick up my uh, coffee table, but it was worth it. But they make everything else around the Valley work out with their white glove delivery. It's well worth it. They'll deliver it to you. They'll set it up, put it exactly where you want it. Check it out. Morefurniture.com. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head to morefurniture.com. Com. Speaking of websites, Johnny, I was on this uh, website, twitter.com today. Oh, familiar. And, yeah, have, you, have you checked it out? I think it's going to be a big, I think it's going to be pretty big. I've they, heard uh, there was a, a Twitter user named Mike Clay. He works for ESPN.com. He does great work. Put, get, put together a chart uh, for both offensive and defensive sides of the football around the league. And he started oh, I have the Cardinals too. position group. <laughs> the offense, not so bad, but I think I, I asked him, uh, cause I was just a, just a Twitter user like yourself. I asked him if he factored in Kyler Murray's injury, never heard back from him, but mm, I appreciate was, it, Mike. I, I was, I was preoccupied by that until he put out the defensive rankings. And that's where I was kind of a gasp. Look at these defensive. Ah, my eyes. <laughs> Look at these. The Arizona Cardinals checking in. A lot of red on the Arizona Cardinals as far as their defensive uting ratings go. The defensive line, 0.1, Johnny. I don't know. If, as you pointed out, I, that's barely registering. 
a point one. That's the worst in the league. Their edge point four. That's third worst in the NFL. Their linebacking, thank God, they've invested two first round picks and they just signed because you're white. Linebackers getting a two point four. It's pretty uh, middle of the road. And then you go back down point three for the cornerback room. That's second worst in the NFL. And then their safeties with Buda Baker and, and Jalen Thompson. I was a little kind of surprised by this. I thought they were a little bit undervalued is the safety position. Uh, but, you know, just above middle of the road there. Uh, second worst ratings in the NFL. Here's the caveat. Here's where here's the uh, kind of spit t- shine this turd here a little bit. The Rams are the worst. You think Not the Cardinals yet. are bad. Aaron Donald gives their defensive line a 2.8 and then across the board, their point ones at edge linebacker cornerback at safety at the bottom of this list. Look at the Rams. They are just atrocious on defense. According to Mike play, I couldn't name a back seven player for the Rams right now. So that that's pretty on par. Uh, I love this for a lot of different reasons. The Cardinals, I've been saying the Cardinals have the worst defensive line unit in the NFL and one of the worst position units in the NFL. Um, you look across this, this rankings on, on the defensive side for these teams, you can make an argument, you know, some people have some holes. There's not a worse unit, I think, than the Cardinals defensive line. There's nobody right now who is a starting caliber defensive lineman for this team. And so you got to go out and find some people. That's why Ed Oliver has been rumored to be a trade partner with the Arizona Cardinals coming back from Buffalo. Don't make that face. Um, <laughs> Rashad Lawrence, I think, is a starter, but he can't stay healthy. So I'm disqualifying Rashad. Lucky Foto's a backup. Bed, led uh, better. You, you're making rules now. You're making up rules. I I'm mean, telling you I think Richard what Lawrence I believe is a very serviceable. I said he's average. a starter yeah. when he's healthy. He's not healthy enough. Lucky Foto's a backup. He should not be a starter. He was a starter last year on a bad team, yeah. and it was and we did not have good results. Yeah, that's I, funny I next I to Watt. And no, Allen. I mean, look, the defensive line, it, they, they added Kevin Strong, who's a backup player for Tennessee last year. Yeah. Uh, who who is the the most recent addition to the defensive line? Ledbetter um, is back. Yeah, Jonathan Ledbetter was back. It's just like he was a backup player, is a backup player, and they're gonna they're gonna rely on these guys. Hope I mean I hope not for that. That's why I believe that this is a, a true sign that this team, this draft, is going to invest heavily, especially in those very thin positions, the defensive line and the cornerback, I cornerback just, room. I mean, it's it, it, at an assessment. Pick 34, I, I'm going to predict right now it's going to be defensive lineman. If you can get a premium one there, the kid, the Brian Breeze kid from Clemson, there are a couple other guys. He's probably that could top be a 15 pl- uh, pick. So you I, think I, so? He's moving yeah. up a little bit? Yeah. I mean, he's he's been projected as high as a top 10. I, I just think that that's it's tough. But th- it's, it's a good draft. I, I think you could certainly find a starting caliber guy that you can develop start developing right away. Right, on the defensive about, line, that in a, in a rotation can get big snaps. Ed Oliver, Bo, what's your beef with him? We got people in the chat saying, what's your opinion on Ed Oliver? Why is that I, a problem for you? I think he's he's a fine player. Like, But if it takes away, if we're talking a Ed Oliver in a package with a pick for DeAndre Hopkins, if bringing Ed Oliver lessens the round pick that you get for DeAndre Hopkins, it doesn't make sense to me because Ed Oliver wants to get paid. And Ed Oliver's resume at the NFL level, it's, you know, it's fine. But do you want to lock into a multi-year extension with the guy uh, from Buffalo, who I, I would say, you know, is where he was drafted? Uh, he probably hasn't lived up to those expectations. I mean, it'd be great for a player to come over and be a one-year guy, 
he, he, I don't think he would sign an extension. I think he'd probably want to play the market next offseason. So it's a potential one-year rental that would lessen the, the highest pick that you could get for DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't, I don't think that's worth it. I'm going to give you a hypothetical trade right now. I know where I would go. Yeah, hopefully you know where I'm going with this. Player for player. You call up Brandon Bean, Buffalo. Let's say you don't get the Hopkins deal done with Buffalo. You trade him to Kansas City or whomever. Isaiah Simmons straight up for Ed Oliver. Do you do it? Um, I don't know. I just don't know what the point. It's just it's rearranging furniture. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think that that's same draft, right? Yeah. Was it 2020? No, I'm sorry. Ed Oliver's in this fifth year. Yeah, yeah. use a year. Before. Um, no, he got his fifth year option picked up. He did, but no, I I don't think so. No. I don't I just don't see the point in it. I mean, unless I mean you're it's it's probably two players in the final years of their deal. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think either one is going to be on the team next year. Can I say I'm indifferent on that? I really don't I it wouldn't make it I, as far as the difference it would make, I mean Ed Oliver could probably be consistently on a down to down basis make more of an impact than Correct. Isaiah Simmons. Right. Um so, and their linebacking core you get you get is, is Isaiah Simmons even a linebacker for this team? Right. Is he even Good factored question. into those rankings? Kaiser White and Zayvon Collins are your linebackers right now. And you mm -hmm. can go find a Sam or Will linebacker, depending on what Kaiser is going to play in the draft, in free agency. Go sign somebody. They have no defensive lineman right now. I, I would say Ed Oliver is an, an, a, even if it's slightly, he's an above average defensive lineman. He had four sacks last year. I think, I think the ceiling remains higher for Simmons, no doubt about it. But unless you know how to uh, kind of tap into it, which the previous regime coaching staff only could do it on like he made three game changing plays last year. There's that's undeniable. I mean, he won the game in Vegas, uh, nearly won the game in Minnesota. He made the play in New Orleans where he was clocked at over 20 miles per hour. I mean, it would be one of those, like if they turn him into, you know, a Tremaine Ed Edmonds, then you're going to look really, that that's also part of the equation, isn't it? Like, wouldn't it kind of suck to send him to Buffalo and Ed Oliver is just like the guy he is, and then Isaiah Simmons thrives. Maybe, but I don't. I, I Brandon Bean or uh, who's their head coach? McDermott. Um, McDermott might be on his way out anyway if they like, lose again. Rafa's got a good question. Is he better than Zach Allen? I think they're about the same player. No, you think Zach Allen's better than Ed Oliver? I mean, the numbers are way better. I would say the difference is Zach Allen was going to get. A multi-year contract. You get Al Oliver for one year, ten million. Cardinals will pay Zach Allen ten million for one year next year. You got to field a defensive. They don't have any defensive linemen. I, I know everybody's ready to punt on twenty twenty three, but like we're covering the team, and I think they're going to be competitive. You got to have defensive linemen. They have too many linebackers right now. I would say deal from a surplus. Take a flyer on a guy who's in his mid twenties, who is a first round pick. Get him with Jonathan Gannon and see if he can light a fire under his ass, and then maybe you could pivot. Sign him to a three-year contract. Make him make him be one of the cornerstones. Yeah, I mean, what, I think Rob's point is, like, if you're going to bring in Ed Oliver and you're going to sign him to a multi-year deal, why don't you just re-sign Zach Allen? Because you don't have to sign him to a multi-year today. You you could sign him next offseason. You could franchise him next offseason. He's more money? I just, it doesn't him? make sense. It just do, doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. I, why do you love Ed Oliver? I don't love him. I I like <laughs> the fact that you can get a above average. And you hate Isaiah tackle. Simmons. I mean, it, I it, don't just admit that. Listen, 
Can you just admit that? I mean, no, your Iron Man, your Cal Ripken of slandering Isaiah Simmons every day. I feel like since we started this podcast together, you've just slandered poor Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> we tried to get him on the show twice. <laughs> he is. He spurned us both times in just incredibly embarrassing fashion. I mean, we thought we had him both times, and then right. he got the rug pulled out from under us. He could be a good dude. I hope. I, it seems like a nice guy. I don't. I don't think that he should have ever been drafted as high as he was. You're Captain Ahab. He's your white. He's your white whale. He's Moby I, Dick. My tweets are, are are nothing to write home about. But I was on the record that draft. I said that's. I don't. I wouldn't have done that. And I I do you want think Kurt, he, Tristan Wirfs. Correct. I, but I do feel like, I do feel like with different coaching, he probably would have been more productive and would have had his fifth year option picked up. But I also like. There was a ranking of off-ball inside linebackers. Um, and, of course, Fred Warner's one. But you know who the mm-hmm. other inside linebackers were? The, the guys that are getting traded, the Roquan Smiths of the world. So when when you have a, when your top three to five at the position mm-hmm. are even devalued by the teams that sign them or the teams that draft them, why am I investing big money in that? It's like, what what has helped the New York Giants rebound? They They went out and they traded for Leonard Williams. And everybody's like, that's not a great deal. And he's been productive for them because you need defensive linemen. Like, mm-hmm. do you need expensive off-ball linebackers? <laughs> Cardinals have have no defensive linemen. Look at that graphic. Can we pull up that graphic again, Leah? A point one. That's like me out there <laughs> at OTAs. That's like me. You might as well have me and Bo out there flankering at three technique for the Cardinals. We got Maje Samuels and Cameron Thomas on each side of us. And there's Bo and I, point one. You can get that on a T-shirt. And people are like, "Well, we gotta, we gotta leverage Isaiah Simmons. Don't trade him for Ed Oliver." I, I just, I'm trying to win games this year. I, I will say this: the Mike Clay did these rankings before, and at one point he gave their tight end room a point one. It was, it was equally as atrocious, and the room was at the time. And then they were, you know, Max Williams emerged, was able to make more plays. He's he was obviously solid in the run game before he hurt his knee. And then they got uh, Zach Ertz, and immediately became kind of a strength. Of, and you can change that. And one player can change that. And, and yeah. you know, I don't think it's Ed Oliver. I would much rather roll the dice on a on a draft pick. And and I just don't want him to lessen any draft pick you could get from Buffalo. I just don't think that the Arizona Cardinals are in the business of bringing in guys on a contract year that they would have to spend future That's monies fair. on in, in the short term. Uh, good question. Sam Janice won. Holy shit. Why wouldn't we draft Will Anderson looking at that? Well, Will Anderson plays defensive end at outside linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, their edge is, isn't great either, but the, yeah, I think they your have, edge again. was it a point three? Yeah. But I, <laughs> Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas. That's just the step up of me and Johnny out there. It's just, it's just a step. It's Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas. That that's, that's what it is. It's because we have no effing clue what they're about because Vance Joseph would not play their asses, even though they were playing for nothing. Make him uh, the head coach. <laughs> Make him the head coach. You don't understand what you're talking about. Yes, you Will Anderson, that number, that goes up at least a point, if not a point and a half. I mean, that puts them in, in a really good spot. I heard if they draft Tyree Wilson and they actually lose a point. Is that true? <laughs> Stop that. How dare you? Uh, young man. We're having and so much. He just got Go cleared ahead. to to work out. Then his oh, uh, great. his doctor just gave the the green light. Tyree, no, that's that's actually big news for Arizona Cardinals fans. I, I mean, because Tyree Wilson is a name, 
to kind of keep your eyes on. Uh, according to his physician, uh, it says that he's medically cleared by renowned foot specialist, Dr. Robert Anderson. He said Anderson advised Wilson not to sweat while his incision heals, so he won't work out at Texas Tech's Pro Day next week, but he plans to hold a workout for teams in mid-April, and you can bet your sweet ass that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be there. Bet that sweet ass. <laughs> bet that sweet ass. We'll just be injecting those sweet, sweet Texas Tech Big 12 highlights, baby, on draft night. Cue up those seven sacks, Tyree. Seven oh, and a half. Tyree. Tyree's got a foot. He's missing training camp. Seven, the half is just like the half a point that your Mike Clay will give you. In the, in in the you know it will go in the right direction. It will trend in the right direction with Tyree Wilson. Tyree, my foot hurts. Give me my signing bonus. Uh, <laughs> we're having fun on a Friday. We want to see you tonight at the PHNXT party. Uh, we're literally gonna get ready after this, and then we're heading to Mesa Tempe to party it up at Dobson Ranch. 45 bucks a person, or just sign up to become a PHNX diehard at gophnx.com. Get some money off, bring the family, bring the kids. Can I say something? Yeah. There's no like, no Tempe. It's, it's, it's Mesa. It is in the heart of Mesa. Mesa. (laughs) (laughs) It is just like, it is the, it couldn't be more Mesa. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, it is, it's on Dobson. It's on that side of the one on one. It is Mesa. Uh, but both thinks he's better than me doing this read. You just know my geography, you know, my valley geography, but it's going to be great. Presented by Four Peaks. Great food, drink, merch, contests, prizes. Johnny's going to be there with the fam. I'm going to be there with the fam. Be there and Johnny will slander Isaiah Simmons right there to your face. Somebody watch my kids for me so I can have that <laughs> sweet, sweet Four Peaks. Another week down. Another week where the Cardinals don't make any moves. But you know what? We're making moves. We got a huge announcement coming up next week pertaining to our draft party that you will not want to miss. Again, pencil it in, put it in pen, put it in a Sharpie. April 27th, that evening, you're partying with Bo and I here in the Valley. Get the sitter. For the 2023. Right now, yeah. Get the sitter, get the dog sitter, get the kids sitter. The 2023 NFL Draft Round 1 with Bo and I live at a location to be announced hopefully next week, because we want to party with you. Yep. It's going to be unbelievable. Arizona Cardinals, whether they're picking third overall, not likely, or if they're trading down, they've got a couple picks potentially in the first round. We'll see. Uh, Can't wait to find out. But I'm talking to Jonathan Gannon next week. It's going down. He's going to be at the league meetings. He's going to be at the swanky Biltmore Resort. Not in Tempe slash Mesa. It's in Phoenix. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great resort here in the area. You're ripping Tempe Mesa. They're gonna what do about Maricopa. Gonna... What does that mean? Maricopa <laughs> is. It's gonna. Ha- they're gonna have the annual coaches photo. It's always hilarious to see. You know Andy Reid there in his Hawaiian shirt. Uh, but we're we're gonna figure out. We're gonna ask him more questions. You know what's the latest on Isaiah Simmons? What's the latest on you know Kyler Murray's rehab? We're going to get a couple answers. We're going to continue to move along these storylines by talking to JG next Tuesday morning, and we're going to have all the takeaways uh, right here on that episode of PHNX Cardinals. Of course, you got to make sure you're following us on social media at PHNX underscore Cardinals, Twitter, Instagram, and PHNX underscore sports. Follow Johnny Venerable. Follow me, Bo Brock. Follow our producer, Leah Merrill. we got uh, Coyotes news all the time. You've got to be tapped into that. Got some not so many coyotes. Yeah, exactly. 
we got some better news hopefully coming. Uh, but of course, you got to hit that follow button in order to do it. Thank you for a great week of shows. Another one on tap. And make sure you get those alerts set up because we could be dropping an emergency pod if news breaks over the weekend. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. See you at the tea party. And then we'll see you Monday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 